Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Today on the podcast, we welcome back a good friend of the podcast and a guy that I would call a personal mate now, John Curtis. His story is simply amazing, and I would highly advise you go and have a look at his Instagram, at John Curtis, J-O-N-H-C-O-U-T-I-S, doing fantastic things in our world, a champion fella. I did have him on the podcast about six months ago. He's a huge Penrith Panthers fan. He's grown up in the Penrith Panthers system, uh, had fantastic relationships with Phil Gould, MG, Brandy, all of the legends. Uh, if you scroll back through my podcast to Grand Final week last year you can hear my full interview with John Curtis where he goes into detail about the story of his life he gives us a little run through today just a little reminder but a champion fellow I highly advise you get around doing sensational things he joins me today to talk about his Penrith Panthers a huge win for them last night over the Melbourne Storm and then we dive into our opinions on the on some of the other NRL teams we talk about the Tigers we go in depth on Luke Brooks we talk Manly Seagulls and a couple of other teams a sensational chat with a champion bloke let's kick it off John Curtis, welcome back, mate. What is doing? Thank you, Legend Well, mate. I'm stuck in uh, the New England area of New South Wales in Tamworth. Uh, with the flooding that's happening, my tour has ceased at the moment. Hopefully I can head on over to Moree in the next day or so when the water resides, mate. Take your goggles with you. <laughs> and a snorkel. Wow. It doesn't have to be too deep and it's over my head, brother. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> John, mate, obviously you've come on my podcast before. Uh, you have told your amazing story, but I've got, I've had a lot of new listeners come on board over the last three or four months. You came on Grand Final Week. You are, of course, a huge Penrith Panthers fan. You've been a part of the club for a long time. Just remind us of your story, mate. John, I grew up in Western Sydney out at Richmond, a game where, where it's massively been uh, flooded out down there. So my, my heart and my thoughts and condolences goes to all those out in the northwestern suburbs of Sydney, you know, Richmond, Windsor, North Richmond, all around those areas where I grew up, and I, I hope that they're okay, but I grew up out there, and um, I was born with a major disability, my legs were absolutely useless from from day dot, I had them amputated when I was 18, 
um, and really started living life and exceeding the best I possibly could from a young age. It was instilled in not only me, but my two brothers and my sister uh, from our parents. And I've actually, my, my two brothers are actually mentally retarded. Uh, they're not really, but they just look like they are. So, I think you got me with that one last time too, just quietly. <laughs> yeah, too, mate. <laughs> but look, I, I do. I, I love my Panthers. I was involved uh, in my Panthers from the very early 90s. I think um, Ron Willie was coaching first grade when I started involvement over there. And, and then Gus came in in, um, in the early 90s. And obviously, we won the premiership in 91. And then we had the tragic death of Ben Alexander in 92. And the club literally hit the wall, fell apart and, and things like that. But, you know, we've rebuilt ourselves, obviously winning in, in 03, thanks to that magnificent bloody tackle on Burns. I think it was uh, about 52 minutes or 56 minutes into the game in the pouring rain across the cover and makes that drive-saving and game-saving tackle. Uh, look, I, I just love my, my Panthers. Mate, Greg Alexander is a, is a dear friend of mine, MG and all those guys are too, but Randy is my uh, my best player ever. And, uh, yeah, if I could run like him, you know, over 40, I reckon he would have been the quickest player over 40 at the time in the league, mate. He, he's really a fantastic, gifted uh, athlete. Mate, I always think with Brandy, he was he was too good at too many things. Like he was, there was uh, so many guys around that time that were specifically halfbacks, specifically fullbacks. Brandy could jump in and be a top three in either, but was never considered a top one in any of them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do, mate. I do know exactly what you mean. And I actually reckon that he may have made a better centre as well because he was so quick off the mark, you yep. know, and... Oh, it would have been interesting to see, but I mean, obviously, you know, he needed to guide the team around the paddock, and and he did that very well from playing in the halves. And then when he went over to the Warriors, and even for New South Wales, he had a bit of a stint at at fullback, and he also played on the wing for Australia. You know, so he's a bit of pretty versatile old Brandy. Mate, he could do it all, and I guess, mate, the team that he played in, you mentioned he won the comp in '91. Sats and Gowie, the boys, they won it in '03. This current mob, they haven't won a premiership yet. They obviously made it to the grand final last year. Even though they haven't won a premiership, where do you sit this current group as far as the history of the Penrith Panthers? Are they are they starting to push into the those top two spots for you, even though they haven't lifted a trophy? Uh, mate, I think they, because they're so young, do believe, and this is only my opinion, that they still have a little bit of growing to do, a little bit of maturity to happen. I mean... It's wonderful to see them celebrate and everything after they've scored a try and jumping all over each other and stuff like that. But you know, when you have a look at the maturity of the other players, other sides, you know, they, they these guys are still acting like junior footballers rather than stepping up to the plate. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't celebrate scoring tries, but bloody hope they should. Yeah, but they, I think they need to, they need to take that next level of maturity and bring that into their game. Um, like last night, for example, you know when we played the Storm, we we played two hundred. What we played two hundred forty minutes of football, and has only conceded ten points. So I think, I think that in itself is is remarkable. Well, mate, especially considering those ten points came from the Melbourne Storm. I mean, if you can keep yeah. Melbourne to ten, I reckon that's better than keeping the other ones to zero. To be honest with you, and, and one of them was off a set play, off a scrum. You know, and we just we were just dumbfounded we didn't have enough defense out there uh but i i just just want to see them 
pick up that maturity level just that little bit more. Um, and I don't know whether it is because they're too young or, or just whether they're enjoying the game so much. Well, either way, but I, yeah, that for me, once they hit that next level of maturity, geez, mate, I tell you what, they're going to be a fucking great side, I tell you. I mean, we're, we're, we're a good side now, and I hate using that word great very loosely, you know, and a lot of people do, but I think that we, we have a, a massive opportunity to become a really great side over these next few years, and, and other teams are going to fear what we bring to the table, and, and I think that's what Ivan's really trying to make. I mean, we haven't lost a game at Penrith, I think, since round 19 of 2019. But that's unreal. Mate, it's incredible, and uh, what you've said there was my exact worry this entire off-season with Penrith. I have no doubt they'll make it to the finals. I have no doubt they'll be in the business end. But when I saw Josh Mansour, when I saw James Tamu leave the building, losing that maturity, like, like for, for me, the reason why they're not defending a premiership is simply experience. Melbourne had more experience in that game, and that's been a big worry for me. How do you think they're going to replace that experience this year? Well, they're going to have to get some of these, put some old heads on these young bodies, mate, and you know, and I, I think that's got to, you know, step up to Isaiah and Fish and, and Nathan. I mean, they, they're all still so young, but they just need to climb up that ladder a little bit, mate, and bring that maturity that's in them and bring it out onto the field. I'm, I think Ivan needs to put the right people in, in his corner to help him to be able to bring that out of the plate. Mate, I think one guy you mentioned there, James Fisher-Harris, I, for me, he's one of the best forwards in the competition right now. He oh. is simply incredible. What's disappointing is that he was a little bit um he goes under the radar a little bit by by a lot of people, mate. But he his work rate and is his work rate yesterday. Like, like I noticed, mate, that you gave your uh, your BOG your bog best on ground or man of the match, whatever you want to fucking call it. I mean, best on ground that's an AFL term anyway. What the hell are you doing bringing AFL into an NRL podcast? You wank. I think I've hit a nerve here just quietly, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> but look, how the hell can you give it to Munster? Oh, look, he, he played okay, don't get me wrong, mate. But Isaiah Yo, and, and even like Dylan played half a game. They shit all over Munster. What the hell's wrong with you? Mate, uh, as I said in the post, there was a number of guys I could have given it to. I ended up going oh, Munster blah, and... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> hey, 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 I've listened to your dribble. Give me a shot. Um, <laughs> and I... As I said to you earlier, I, I rewatched the game this morning, and I, I think I did undervalue how big Isaiah Yo was. Uh, Nathan Cleary not playing in that side, he really he stepped into that sort of Victor Radley sort of role, didn't he? It was very impressive from yeah. Isaiah Yo. Work rate was unreal last night. You know, when when the tough yards needed to be done, he was there. When the big tackles needed to be made, he was bloody doing them. You know, and. You know, uh, defense, it doesn't matter how many tries you can score, you've got to stop tries being scored, you know. And I think that I mean, we have a couple of suspects outside that, that really need to work on their defense. And Jerome is one of them, Jerome Luai. Like, I mean, he can dance around and fart around all he likes, like Fred is there on the field, mate, but he, he's got to do the hard work, you know. He, he has to learn to defend and tackle. Otherwise, it, you know, they got to struggle in putting him into the side when other people can defend better than what he can. 
Yeah, mate, for sure. I, I, I think he's had a he's had a massive th- three weeks with the ball in hand. I thought last week against Canterbury, he was unbelievable. And then the thing about Jerome Luai that worried me heading into last night's game is that we've only ever seen Luai on the front foot in a winning football team. He yeah. hasn't had to overcome a heap of challenges so far for me. And I, I thought last night was his first big test. And after watching him in the All-Stars game, I thought he overplayed his hand a lot there. He was the main ball player in that side. And I was a bit disappointed, but... Seeing him last night, he really is turning into one hell of a football. The the defense, though, is definitely one thing uh, to keep an eye on him with. But, mate, I thought Matty Burton, what about the shoe on him? My God, gunpowder on that thing. You know, you want to go back to, to me for a minute, that my concern with him, that his go is going to become another Anthony Milford, you know, where we praise them so much and they only live up to maybe not even quite half their ability of what they can actually do, you know. And Anthony Milford, that's happened to him over the last few seasons. He's nowhere near playing at his best. I mean, his best that he ever played was in Canberra, you know. But unless he's in a winning side and the side's in front, they're not going to go any good. And I don't want Romy to be like that, you know. He's got to learn to do the hard yards. He's got to learn to put in. And again, that comes uh, along with the maturity of the game. But bloody birdies, holy Crap, mate. You know he's six foot three, weighs ninety five kilos. The love of a lad, mate. He's he's one hell of a footballer, and that, the 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 fact that Matt Burton's leaving that's another thing that Matt that worries me with Luai a little bit. I I like the fact that last year he had a classy classy halfback standing behind pressure. him. It, yeah, it creates pressure on your position, and I mean I don't know the Panthers squad inside out, but I'm thinking next year if there's an injury, Tyrone May probably comes in. I don't feel like Luai's looking over his shoulder at Tyrone May as much as he was with Matty Burton. That's one worry for me moving forward. Yeah, I think because I haven't been playing Tyrone in a filling spot in a lot of different areas. Yep. You know, he's played him in the fours. He's played him as hooker. He's played him out at centres. You know, he he was in the halves a little bit last night as well. So for Romy and, and Tyrone, I don't think there's that much competition between each other. But with Matty Burton, mate, I haven't seen a kid kick that good at Penrith since way back when Greg Barwick was playing for us. And Greg Barwick, who, who played at fullback, mate, he had a magical boot on him. And it was just the timing that his foot hit the ball, you know, and where it was and whatever else. That huge bloody bird can he, he put that ball on a string yesterday. He did really well, mate. Mate, the other guy that I've been really impressed with, and for me... If you said to me, Brian Toto's not going to score a try all season, I think I'd still have him in my top three wingers. The work that he does out of out of his own end is unbelievable. Mate, he, he's like a, a, another forward like running in your side. And I mean, that's what wingers have become these days, haven't they? I I was super impressed with his work rate as well. And again, he, he generally doesn't have trouble defending or running the ball up. And when... When the work needs to be done, he's head down, ass up, mate. He's absolutely into it. What I love about about Brian is is the size of his calf muscle. Yeah. Have you noticed him? He's mate. Like, what he's the hell, mate? Little juggernaut, isn't he? Oh, he wish. Look, he, look, he's only just a little bit taller than me, and that's saying something, mate. And man, he <laughs> he he's an unreal footballer. I tell you what, he's an unreal footballer, mate. Mate, what sort of confidence do you get from that win last night as a fan? And as a fan, I I, I think it was good that we were pushed a little bit uh, because it shows that we, there is still 
a fair amount of work that we need to be doing, especially on our defence. You know, like set plays, um, like that one where where Josh scored out on the wing there. Like that was a pure set play, and we could see it coming. And even Cooper called it, you know, in the commentary box as the scrum was packing. Look, they're going the blind side. Go, you can see it happening. Yeah. But to not be able to see that on the ground, you know, in front of you, being played in front of you, and that that's the sort of maturity that we need to really pick up on. But I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see over the next few weeks to see how well we can cope if Dylan's out. Like, I'm happy he's still out for another three or four weeks. It, it, I think Nathan should be back in our next game. It, it's got to be very, very interesting. But we are missing the old heads, mate, as you said. You know, look, Sauce and, and Jimmy and Let's see how they grow. Mate, the one big advantage for you, it's a a pretty handy draw over the next few weeks. I mean, you play Manly twice in the next five weeks. You've got the Broncos, you've got the Newcastle Knights, Sharks. I mean, you've you've got the Canberra Raiders in two weeks' time. Won't that be an absolute cracker out there at Penrith? That's a Penrith, is it? Yeah, yeah, Bluebet. Bluebet Stadium. Yep. Wow. Well, mate, if I was in town, I'd be going to that for sure, but... The other game that we need to keep an eye out on, mate, is, is the Knights. Yep. That, that's obviously up at Marathon. Nah, that, that, oh, that, that, that one's at Penrith too. That's another win uh, for you. Is it really? Mate, you, you're playing all these teams away that are, that are you know, not, they're, they're not top eight teams for me. You, you get them away, then you bring the Knights and the Canberra Raiders to Penrith. It's a big win for you. Mate, it is. I mean, the Knights are playing pretty good too. I mean, they're... Yeah. They've got juniors playing in his 300 this week. They've got, they got the informed centre of the competition playing in Bradman Bed. Now he, he's on his way to a Blues jersey for sure, young Bradman. So we, you know, when we get to that, we really need to be on our games and on our straps. And, I think you'll have a, a um, I think you'll have a Kalen Ponga to deal with as well, just quietly. Round seven, he should be back by then. Yeah, what, what, why is he out? Uh, he's got an injury. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it is, but he's out. They, they've said for the first month. So, I mean, with their good start, I wouldn't be surprised if they do just ease him back in, but I'm tipping by round seven going to Penrith. He'll be there. Yeah, well, they'd be silly not to uh, not to put him in there, wouldn't they, really? Oh, Who, sure. who's, your, who, who's been your big improvers? You know, I know we've only played, you know, just on three rounds, but who's been your big improvers this year from last year? Uh, mate, based on the first two rounds, my the, the team that's impressed me has been the Parramatta Eels, but I, I still don't think when we get to the business end and they're playing experienced top-shelf teams, I'm still not convinced they're going to be able to compete with these sides. Uh, I, I know they beat Melbourne last week. I understand that, but you got to put in Harry Grant back into that side. you got to put Dale Finucane. And for me, the biggest thing about putting Harry Grant back in there is that you get Brandon Smith at 13. I just think that's going to make a huge difference. But... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I've been really impressed by Parramatta, mate. Their hooker, Reed Marnie, has there been a more improved player in the comp? He's been unreal. Mate, he has really stepped up to the mark, young Reed. I mean, wow. He's a Queenslander too, isn't he? He is. So he's 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of fear he's going to be the Jake friend of this era, stuck behind Harry Grant. But if he keeps playing the footy, has been the last two weeks, he's gonna he's gonna be knocking that door down. Mate, Harry Grant could be the one bloody being the Jake friend. You know? Yeah, potentially. Oh, mate, hey, he's my boy, Harry Grant. I absolutely love him, so I'm going to back him into the cows. Hey, look, come home. Look here, mate. You got a, you got a, you got a fucking bromance happening. Oh, yeah, it's a bromance. It, it's one sided too. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not getting much in return. Oh, come on. Has a step up to the plate, mate. <laughs> well, you know what? I I've been impressed with uh, St George, especially last week. That is the best game that St George have played, and I'm going to say four seasons. Yeah, and they they really really played a lot to do with Hook, you know, instilling the the confidence back in uh, Benny Hunt and, and Corey, and also um, oh, what's his name, the bloody Hooker from from Brisbane. Yeah, McCulloch. McCulloch, yeah, yeah. you know, so ha- having having Hunt McCulloch playing together, you know, that that's dynamics right there, mate. But my my disappointment disappointment side is the Tigers. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. I, I was sort of expecting this from them, to be honest with you. It's just dysfunction. Really? Oh, I, I just... I look at Michael Maguire and everyone messages me saying, oh, 2014, won the premiership. He's a great defensive coach. He does this, he does that. And I go, fuck, have you looked at the guys he's recruited the last few years? James Roberts, Leilua. He's got Knopf out on the edge. Like, he's got... Oh, I feel like the team he's building is not the team he would actually want. And, and I feel sorry for him. The West Tigers, they sort of have to reach for players here and there. And, yep. I mean, everyone said to me, oh, look at these great signings. And, like, like with all due respect to you, James Tamo, like, yeah, incredible player. I love him. But, you know, unwanted by Penrith, they let him go. Jimmy Roberts, unwanted by South Sydney. Joey Leilua, unwanted by the Canberra Raiders. It just feels like it's just building this club of, of just sort of misfits to me. And the guy I feel sorry for is Luke Brooks. I've got... I've got so much time for Brooksy, but he just... I, I, I've said since 10 weeks ago, I think it'd be the best thing for the Tigers and Luke Brooks to go their separate ways, you know? There's so many divorces that end poorly. I just think this one would be perfect. Some divorces are so necessary, and I think this is one. Mate, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, Brooksy, he's a great guy, okay? He's a really great guy, and he's a talented footballer. Wayne... 150 games of football ever making the finals just not a cut yep. for any team in the NRL you know he and playing that many games without a taste of final football is heartening you know and and I mean this isn't this is not an attack on Luke Book personally maybe it's an attack on the players around him that, that need to step up and play them I know that Madge has dropped the axe on Leilua this week and he's been dropped. And these guys, mate, they, they, they've got to start playing football instead of just being fucking dicks. John, for, have- for me, when I look at Joey Leilua, that sums up the West Tigers for me. You had six months to get this guy defensively ready. He wasn't. You had six months to get it through his head. Hey, no more fucking brain explosions. We can't do it anymore. Two rounds yeah. in, jumps on Twitter, abuses commentators. Like, it just shows where his head's at. Yeah, yeah, and, and he mate, he had six months to get fit. Mate. You know, and uh, and he's not anywhere near as fit as what he should be playing in the NRL. Mate, all we heard all off season, it was his best off season. He was unbelievable. He was doing this. He was doing that. Like, please, I have eyes. I can see what's going on here. Like, it just, yeah. I don't know. I feel for them. I feel that, 
Yep. They've, they, they've got a hooker in Jacob Little. I really like him. He's been torn apart by injuries. The 5'8", Adam Dwayne, I'm sorry, is he a 5'8"? I'm not convinced. I, I feel it just about... Yeah, I, I don't... I'm not sure if he's a 6'8". I'll tell you what, if he was at any other club, would, would he be a first-choice 5'8"? I don't think so. There's no way I, in the world. I just, I, I, I just think it builds more and more pressure that Luke Brooks doesn't need on his shoulders. I, I kind yeah. of feel for him. I think Dewey's a much better centre. 100%. 100%. You know? Yep. Yep. Yep, absolutely, mate. I've got to tell you, too, I, I honestly believe that the Bulldogs are going to start winning games very shortly. They've got one of my favourite coaches of all time in, in there as an assistant coach, and he's a great mate of mine, Dave Ferner. Yep. You know, I mean, he, he coached full-time at, at Canberra for a while, and he got a, did a few other stints. You know, at other clubs, he was Cowboys when they won a premiership. He was at the the Rabbitohs when they won a premiership. You know, he he went over to England to coach over there the Rhinos, but that was a bit of a shit story for Dave over there. Didn't get treated very well, but anyway, that's another story for a podcast. But his defensive talent, what he does to teams, very good. And you've got to remember, he's just I'm gonna give him another two weeks. And I've got to say, I reckon they'll be hitting their straps. So I, I think Lewis I think Lewis is back in next week or the week after. Lachlan Lewis? Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he's on the extended bench this week, mate. I, I'm not... Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see if, if he gets a gig. I mean, they, they seem pretty set on Avarillo at six, but for me, the thing that stands out for Canterbury, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but they've got a new halfback, a new 5'8", a new fullback, the new coach... Game one, they had to go to Newcastle in the pissing rain. I mean, is there is there a harder situation than to get combos ready in conditions like that? Round two, same thing in the pissing rain once again. I just I'm really looking forward to seeing this team on a dry track. I think a, a month of dry footy where they can actually get through their sets, get their structures in order. I agree with you. I I think it could be anything. Yeah, but you know what, mate? The weather can be anybody's at any time. You know, like oh, you've got to sure. remember. Both yeah, for teams, sure, but, but there's not many teams coming into a season with so many new structures. Like, everything's been blown up. Everything's changed yeah. there. It's, yeah. I don't know, I, I just feel like they're, they're the last team in the world that needed to play in, in, in two Cyclones to kick off 2021 for me. <laughs> now, what about the what about the Seagulls, mate? Oh, oh mate, I... I, I, I give a rat's ass. My brother goes to the Seagulls. I don't really care. And it's been hard to watch, hasn't it? It's... Yeah, I... What I can't understand is that... Can you please tell me... There was all this speculation about whether Desi's going to even last the season out. Like, in, in the one game, in the first round, after that, they started speculating whether he's going to be there in the next few games. And all of a sudden, he's gone in his kitchen. Like... What the fuck? Oh, mate, it, it, they are a hard club to work out at the moment. There are the, – the one silver lining is I think there are a lot of good, young, talented footballers coming through there. But, I mean, oh, it just looks hard to watch them. I was so excited to see DC and Forum back together. But Me too. Mate, if, you're, if your forwards are getting bullied like they are at the moment, it doesn't matter who your halves are. Like, it's just yeah. – um, and obviously yeah. the Tom Travojevic, that preseason stuff, that was absolute chaos and – Hopefully we see him back in the next month or so, but geez, you'd have to be as hesitant as you possibly could be to bring him back. Like it's a whole club relying on two hamstrings that keep falling apart. Like it's just yeah, 
it's it's a bit like JT up at the Cowboys, yep. mate, isn't it? Really, you know, same sort of thing. And you know, when one of the the magic three fell apart down in Melbourne or whatever else. But look, I DCE is far from his best. Yep, far from his best. This might be a bit harsh, but Deji's got to make a decision here. And just because he's getting paid a shitload of cash, mate, doesn't mean he can't go and play reserve grade. Now, he, there's a lot of players out there that, that want to play in the NRL and some that are very, very hungry for it. And maybe that might be a good thing for, for DCE. You've got to get that hunger back in there, mate. Just, that, in all honesty, I would not have him in my first grade side at the moment. You know, uh, not at this level. You need someone there that's going to be proactive and you need someone there that's going to, you know, do what they need to do. And he's, no, I know we're only two rounds into it, mate, but he's, it's DCE, you know. He's getting, what, $10 million or whatever yep. it is, a million dollars a year, and he, he he needs to step up to the plate, mate. He's nowhere near worth that money. Mate, oh, I think the big problem with Manly, and, and you know, they, they, they should have been prepared for it, but I feel like they weren't. Like, obviously, they're missing Turbo, huge loss. I feel like Adam Fanua Blake, they just weren't ready for him to leave the building. No. Through the centre third, they just, they weren't prepared not to have him on the field, and... It, he has left a massive hole for me. Yeah, and what about the speculation why he had to go? We had to get out of Sydney and go to New Zealand. And then New Zealand based on the Central Coast. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't go far, did he? No, <laughs> he's... Yeah, no, it's an interesting little situation, that, mate. Oh. Penrith Panthers, before we finish up, where do yeah, they finish mate. this year? Do they go one better? Uh, are, are they contenders this year? How do you feel about them? I... I, I do believe that we are contenders absolutely again I'll say it's that maturity thing and that maturity thing can knock us down a few pegs um, look I would I would love to see us win the competition I'm going to say and this is going to hurt me a little bit but we're a top four side I don't think at the moment we're a top two side I know we've only you know let 10 points in in 240 minutes of football but we still have a lot of work to do, mate. Still have a lot of work to do. I mean, it's, you know, when we get happy about out back out there, gives that little bit more maturity in that again. And, and I know I've been talking a lot about maturity, but it's such a big aspect of our game. You know, it's such a big aspect of our game, especially with these younger guys, mate. So, I, look, I, I would love nothing more, obviously, than us to go one better and, you know, become the brides and the bridesmaids this year. But I, I just need him to step up that maturity level. And, and some of the players need to work on their defence because it's going to let us down. Mate, I also think, you know, you obviously went to the grand final last year. You had a number of guys that played Origin at the back end of the season. Bit of a shorter pre-season for them. A uh, bit of a shorter off-season. I also think a big factor this year is going to be this Penrith Panthers side. Like last year, they had their 1-17 to for, for essentially most of the year. They had one or two guys out at some point. I think Origin could be a really interesting time for the Panthers. You're going to have Nathan Cleary leave that squad, and he's going to be there for, what, three weeks out of eight or something. Um, yeah. You know, a Brian Toto could find himself on a wing. A Stephen Crichton could get in. A Kurt Cable, he's going to walk into that Queensland side. Isaiah Yeo will be gone. Isaiah Yeo will be, mate, it's, it could be anything. It really could be anything. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a really interesting period and a challenge that this young squad hasn't faced yet. And then getting up again after that, this is something that the Melbourne Storm, the Roosters, they've made their bread and butter, you know, really yeah. tapering for post-origin. I think it's going to be a massive test for your Panthers this year. Yeah, mate, I, I think you're exactly right, mate. I, you, you are right on the money, and that's why we call you the guru. I've been called um, worse, don't worry. 
<laughs> the bearded burbler. Definitely uh, deserve it. Yeah, look, you know what? And, and I would love to sit down and and talk with Abdo and, and Peter Valandi. Why don't we? We did it last year, whether it was because of COVID or not. Why aren't we playing the origin at the end of the fucking season? No teams are going to have any issues with anybody. Play the grand final, then they go and play origin. And they play it week after week after week. They do it in a three-week stint rather than a six- to eight-week camp. You know, when no one's had any benefit or, 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 or anything like that, misfortune. You know, injuries aren't going to play a part. And I think it would be a magnificent thing to play those three games at the end of the season. I, I was very disappointed when they announced them coming back in May and June this year. Like, yeah, uh, my only worry is, you know, they're putting such an emphasis on building the international game. If you play Origin at the end of the season, that's six weeks. I mean, if we finish October, you know, you're getting to the close, you know, you're getting halfway through November by the time we finish Origin. Then you've got to play test football. I just, I think they're worried about jamming their calendar, overplaying their players. But, I mean, there's pros and cons to both sides. And I reckon a major factor as well is money. I mean, the reality was not as many people watched Origin at the end of the year. To me, I mean, it was a fantastic series. It didn't have the same feeling to me, though. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, look, I think you're right there. But I, again, I think COVID had a lot to do with that, mate. Yep. Um, look, if, if they need to keep it in the middle of the season, still, why don't we do it over three weeks? Yeah. Why are we stretching it out so long? Let's get these players in. Let's get them playing and then get them back to their respective clubs as soon as we possibly can. So would you, you have know, a when... three-week break for club footy or how, how would you do it? Uh you know what you would yeah you'd okay. have a three week break for club football absolutely and play the game on, on a play the origin games on a Saturday night yep and Saturday after Saturday after Saturday and bang and then they go back and they start back at their, at their clubs the, the, the Monday after the final game even if you did like in that three week period maybe every Saturday night could be a three game origin series maybe every Sunday could be a three game Tonga Samoa like something along those lines um yeah, no, it's mate, it's, it's an interesting idea. I like idea, it. Mate. You know, you can have your ladies' game, you can have your your under twenties origin game, and then have the main game. Yeah, you have a three game night. I mean, gee, with you know the marketing, the the NRL marketing's got to really have a look at this. I mean, I know it's about the money and you know Harvey Norman or Holden or or, or Bryden Lewis, whoever it might be, the Origin Series people. Got to stop sometimes thinking about the money. Start thinking about the players, the players' welfare, the, the other clubs that are coming into it, and and how it's going to hurt them as well. Mate, for sure, John. It's been a pleasure having you on again, mate. I I understand okay, you're going to come on over the next few weeks, talk some more Penrith Panthers. I look forward to it, mate. Mate, I would love to, mate. You just let me know when you're ready, champion, and I'll be here. Legend, mate. Have a cracking day, and uh, good luck next week against Manly. Thanks, brother. Yeah, let's go. Let's go smash those Sea Eagles. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.